Hi, you're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. So today on the podcast, we have Gina Royale. Gina is a musician. She's a songwriter. She writes like pop punk, Taylor Swift mixed with Olivia Rodrigo and some Haley Williams for you to rock out to in your car when you have the windows down. I met Gina a couple of years ago and she is just so great and so fun and so honest about her experiences and about what it's like to be a musician. So I hope you enjoy this chat with her. So today on the podcast, we have Gina. Gina is a musician and a songwriter, and she is way cooler than I'll ever be. Uh, We met at the Dreamwalk Fashion Show in 2021, where I got her song Lemon Drop stuck in my head and ended up spending way too long on Spotify trying to find it because I knew I just had to keep listening to it over and over again. So Gina, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that intro. That was way too nice. Thank you. <laughs> no, you absolutely, absolutely deserve it. You were so cool. Can you tell us a little bit about your history with music and how you got started? Yes. Um, so my, it's a little cliche, but like my dad is a musician. So um, music was just kind of always in the house. And um, he really, really urged me to do uh, piano lessons growing up. And I tried and I was five and we were in a church and I broke the Jesus statue in the church. So then I just stopped piano lessons for a while. But eventually I picked it back up when I was like um, 12. And then from there it was, I liked it. I was fine with it. Um, But it wasn't until that I started combining like singing and playing piano. Like I would just do covers. Like my first like, uh, like, piano and singing cover I did was a talent show when I was like in seventh grade um and it was to glitter in the air by pink um and then I just did edge of glory by lady gaga the next year and I got really into that and that eventually turned into me writing my own songs but um learning the piano from a young age was like super integral and very close to my heart in terms of like how I got into music the way I am now I feel like um the breaking the Jesus statue story really speaks to like your overall pop punk kind of <laughs> I just retaliated yeah that's so funny for people who have not listened to your music although hopefully after this podcast no one will be able to say that can you tell them about kind of the vibe of your music some of your influences yeah so um there's kind of like two running taglines that I use to describe my music um and so far everyone has pretty much agreed with them that um I encounter but I say I'm either the edgier version of Taylor Swift or I am the musical love child of Taylor Swift and Haley Williams of Paramore. But Taylor Swift, if you can't tell from those statements, is a huge, huge um, influence in my writing, in my sound. Um, and I just, I really, really look up to her and always have. I've been a Swifty since I was like, well, really since she started music, since I was like, what, like 11? um she she's been one of my my all-time favorites i'm a huge paramore fan i have a paramore um album art tattooed on me 
Um, I have Haley Williams solo album, uh, well, some artwork that kind of um, exemplifies one of her songs of her solo al albums tattooed on me. Um, so those two in particular are huge influences on my writing style and my sound, but also like I grew up um, really, really into um, musicals, which is weird. I don't really know if that translates into my um, into my music now, but um, I, I I don't know. I, I really like the storytelling aspect that a lot of like musical theater has. Um, I was a huge, 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 and still am Stevie Wonder fan. My brother is literally named after him. My whole family is diehard Stevie fans. He's my like first, second, and third concert I ever went to. Um, so there's there's a bit of 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 everything happening in terms of my influences. But um, Taylor and Haley are really narrowed down to be like the top two. So speaking of Taylor, Taylor's the queen. She's on the Eras tour right now, playing three hours and fifteen minutes. Our girl is wild. So can you tell us? You write all of your own songs, correct? I write majority of my own songs. Um, sometimes I will go into the studio with my producer, Rob Freeman. Um, if anybody is from like the 2000s emo era, they might um, know him from his band, Hidden in Plain View. Um, but he is my producer in um, his studio, audio pilot studio in Byram, New Jersey. And he... Um, Sometimes I go to the studio and I'm like, I don't really have anything to work on. I have nothing in mind. I have this idea. Maybe we could build on that. And that's how a lot of my songs have been re uh, written recently. So, um, but to answer your question in a short, concise way. Yes, most of them are are by, are 100% me. Um, some, some of them are, you know, a little split up with a co-writer. So I know that you have a new song that's out too. Can you talk us through, if you're comfortable with it, the kind of the germ of the idea where the song started and how it started to take shape. And you got to tell us what it's about too. Oh yeah. So my new song one time, um, that was actually also written with my uh, producer, Rob. Um, it's actually like one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song I've ever released. I just, it, it has a, it has um, a melody that I'm just really proud of and it's really catchy. Um, and I'm really proud of how the lyrics are like, it's this really catchy pop melody but I'm very proud that me and Rob were able to work the lyrics to still like, they're not fluffy and like superficial. Like we, at least in our opinion, they, they're still good lyrics. So we're really excited about that. But basically um, the idea is that you can't really, you're involved with someone who seems to only be interested in you when they are under the influence of something. Um, it could be anything. In, in this song, it's alcohol, but um I sound so like sterile. I sound like a like a parent being like, "Don't drink." But um, point is, um, the the song was written basically for my own personal experience of just like dealing with somebody that just really only seemed to be interested in me when he happened to be like drunk, like blackout drunk, and 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 that was the only time I'd really get like an outpouring of affection and like. Anytime he was sober, it'd be pretty boring. But all of a sudden, he had alcohol on him. I was like, you know, the life of the party to him. So um, that's kind of where the song stemmed from. And his drink of choice was always tequila with lime. So um, that that certainly plays um, a factor in the lyrics of the chorus. So all of it's all of it's written from like personal experience. And I love throwing in like little details in all of my songs. Like if, if I, my 
my philosophy is if I wrote a song about you, you would be able to tell by listening to the songs. I like to throw in little details there. That is so one brave. Um, I also feel like it really brings a specificity to your music, which I think is is so cool. But I have to wonder, especially in the beginning when you started doing that, were you nervous about like blowing up people's spots a little bit and calling calling out their bad behavior? And like, how did you get to the point where you were ready to do it? I mean, a little bit. I I because when I started doing it, because like my mentality was like, I don't know, I'm like. 16 like at the time when I started like writing music and recording it I was like who who is going to hear this like really we're being realistic who's listening to this stuff um and even now I've never actually had an issue with it because I I don't know maybe I have yet to have an issue with it one song I released um admit it um the person that song was about he totally knew and his friends like briefly kind of um confronted me about it um but i mean it was fine and i they they i I totally owned up to it they're like is this about him it's pretty mean i was like yeah yeah he was a dick so um but no so far it's it's i i've gotten away with it pretty pretty easy i mean from my perspective a lot of the times when i write these songs about different people or situations like or my perspective in, in different things in life um a lot of like a lot of what they have done was pretty crappy so i think they just kind of if they hear it they're just kind of like yeah i was a jerk like this this checks out no one's been too offended so or they're just not listening to it which is also fine too i love that you called out um admit it that's also one of my favorite songs by you and i feel like there's a line in there where you like accuse him of just hanging out like going out with you because he wanted a song written about him right isn't that one of the lyrics yeah yeah that's the tagline of the song is um just be honest you wanted a song about you so here you go babe admit it um and that and the the song is that the song that i'm that i'm singing admit it um and yeah anytime i would hang out like with him like he was really enamored with the fact that i was um, a singer songwriter that I had, um, a semi successful, like career on, on, um, with my streams and stuff like that. And, um, he was just so stoked that I, that I did that. I think he was more into the idea of my, of me as a musician versus just like me as a human being in front of him in the moment. Um, and he always would joke around like, Oh, you're going to write a song about me. Like I want you to write a song, like blah, blah, whatever. And then, you know, when things went South, um, in the crappy way that that, that was handled on his part, um, I was like, you know what? Here's your song, like you asshole. So um, that's where that one came from. And admit it, actually, is one of my favorite songs that I've ever released as well. Um, so thank you for 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 liking that song. Oh yeah, admit it is like a perfect like you've got the windows down in the car and you're just you're just like rolling down the street like singing and having a great time and like the catharsis. Yeah. So everybody make sure you go out and listen to admit it and add it to all your upcoming summer playlists because you do not want to miss that one. So speaking of your career, you had said that you started writing when you were about 16. Um, I know you've been, you've been in the game a long time and working really hard. And I'm just wondering, how do you stay motivated with the ups and downs that I know all creatives have across their careers, myself included? Um, I mean, I'm sure you can totally relate to this being a creative. Um, 
like I don't always stay motivated. Um, there's definitely like it, it gets really hard, especially um, in the music industry. It's such a uh, there, there's there's such a an expectation and like a, a lull that you have to like uh, that you have to kind of like get through and stuff like that. Um, and, and with the music industry, I mean, there are tangible results that you see through your streaming, through your likes, through um, the amount of tickets sold to your shows, et cetera. And it's, and it's really, it's really rewarding when those kind of peak and things are going really well. And it's such a, a crash um, when you, when you see that like, crap, I had to, I had to make keep that consistently and that's what gets really frustrating and really hard and i think that that um creatives across like every platform of creativity whatever your medium is i think everyone can kind of relate to that um so when i and i get unmotivated all the time like i think it's so easy in today's world um there's so many platforms that you have to be active on and that you can blow up on and you can be successful on but with that with that the other side of the coin is like there's so many platforms where you can see yourself like slipping and you can fail on them and you can make no momentum and it's a constant reminder if you're doing well that you're doing well it's a constant reminder if you're not doing well that's okay you're not you're not doing well um so when i'm unmotivated i really I, I really have to hone into like why, and it sounds so cliche, but like why we do what we do as creatives. So for me, like it's, I have to sit down at the piano and sometimes even getting to that, that section of, of the day is like, that's a feat in itself. Like I sat down at my piano um, and, and just kind of breaking down, like writing a song. And like, that's, that's why, you know, I do what I do. That's, I love music. And and I, I'm good at music and it relaxes me and it's cathartic and it's healing. And you kind of have to separate yourself from the success for just for five minutes and just like, take it in. Like, this is why I do it. And then you kind of have to look at reality again, but I, and be like, I have dug myself too deep in this. I'm really far in and I have a career now and there's metrics and statistics and analytics to keep track of and stay on top of. But for me, it's just like grounding back down to like, what is the actual core of what I do um, and and why I started doing this in the first place, which I, it sounds like the most cliche thing in the world, but I think it applies to every creative um, outlet. Oh, totally. I'm also wondering, I know you teach music to kids and I'm wondering, do you feel like that helps your process? Does that make you feel like you've done so much music by the end of the day, there's not time left for your music? How does that impact you? It, it a hundred thousand percent makes it worse. Um, I don't get me wrong. I love my job. I think I have one of the coolest jobs for a steady, consistent gigging musician. I have the best job to support that. Um, like I, I like teach like seminars on like songwriting to kids. Like I, I could be, I could be sitting behind a desk and like you know rolling my eyes into the back of my head staring at like numbers which is like awesome for some people to do if it's what you want to do no shame there but I know for me that's just not how, where my brain is at it's not how what works for me um so I'm very lucky to have my job I do want to start with that and I do like my job a lot but with that being said when I have to marry the two of like my day job and then like being a professional like singer songwriter and signed artist 
um, that's where it doesn't mesh well. Cause by the time the workday is done, I don't, I don't even want to listen to music. I literally drive home in silence. I will not listen to music and no radio, no, um, playlist, just absolutely nothing. Because I really, by the end of the day, I'm so the, the music part of my brain, the creative side of my brain is just like sucked dry. Um, which for a while was really hard to navigate. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a really great team at my job where I was able to navigate how I could break down my schedule in a way where like, when I'm at the school, I'm running like a thousand miles per hour um, and jam packing all these hours into um, the time I'm there. But I do it in a four day week. And so I have a three day weekend every week which has been like so beneficial just for my, even outside of music, um, just like my mental health and just like being able to exist as a person. And then that lead, lends itself into like being able to exist and thrive as like, you know, a singer songwriter and like do the thing and make all the things happen. But to answer your question, it's, um, it, it, it does, it, it negatively impacts my um, music career. Um, well, I don't want to say it negatively. It like ruins my music career because like at the same time, I've met some of the best musicians and bandmates ever from being in this job. And like I said, I do love my job. It just, it, sometimes it takes away from the music section. I get a little music out by the end of the day. I believe that. While I love the movie School of Rock, I can understand how that's probably not necessarily like the actual reality. So I get that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> didn't you have some of the uh girls that you um work with at the school in your hurts like hell video it was an all-female like badass yes it was a really really cool experience because i got to work with these students that like um that one are just so ridiculously talented um for their age and, and just in general as musicians that like age aside but their age makes it even more astounding how talented they are um and it's also just like so cool to work with the kids that like like that like like a lot of our students will look at like me and like my fellow instructors my um best friend and, and guitarist um sarah she also works with me um she's actually technically my boss <laughs> um and she um is always also part of that project and it's just so cool to work watch the kids that like watch what we do and they're inspired and like they wanted they want to be like rock stars and they want to pursue music and they want to play gigs and, and they want to do the things and it's really cool to be able to give them a platform to 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 do that and i i just i think it's awesome um and i'm i'm very i'm very proud of the of the work that like as a group between me sarah and some of our students that we're able to give them a taste of like what like i would have loved that opportunity at like you know that age um so i i think it's it's cool to watch them grow and and be part of the creative process as they find their own niche creative outlets through music. Absolutely. And I'm sure they ask you for advice, um, being that they look up to you and you have this great career. Are you willing to share any of that advice with us? Give us a little inspiration? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the advice I give students is honestly like their relationship problems, <laughs> but um in terms of like a musical or professional sense, um, I think I, I have one um, student that's that's very near and dear to my heart. 
Um, I, I, she's someone that I've really seen like grow, not only as a musician, but also just like as a human since I started working with her about three years ago. Um, and I'm just, I'm always just very proud of the way she exists in the world, music related or not. And um, she recently um, ran into a situation where in her, it wasn't actually music related, but I, it, it's in a creative field, it's in photography. Um, so I think it just still relates. And she was having this issue where like, people weren't paying her um, or compensating her for all her work, like taking pictures and, and photo shoots and creating content, which I'm sure you of all people really understand because um, that's a side of the, the creative world that I actually know very little about. Um, and I, I would sit with her and I would talk with her. I'd be like, you, ha like, you are not just the friend with a camera. Like you are your own like creative, person like looking to break into this professionally and I was like you have to advocate for your needs so like my big advice that I give a lot of my students um when it comes down to music or just like a creative um passion is so often because it's like creative a lot of people look at it as a hobby and it's not always a hobby and like you have to advocate like no this is this is worth compensation like I'm good at what I'm doing this is valid and you have to you have to stick stick to that because you will otherwise like you'll get like people will walk all over you in whatever industry it is um and i see it happen all the time i've dealt with it like it's um so my yeah i would just say just really be so self-assured that like you are the shit always no i love that and i totally co-sign yes the creative friend all of us creatives we always are getting sometimes getting stuck being treated like what we do is not work or it's not worth it. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Honestly, it's epic advice for all of us, musician, photographer, whatever. So yes, thank you for that reminder. So I want to let you go and respect your time, but I just am hoping that you can give us, you can tell us the name of the new song and then maybe give people a couple of suggestions of some of your favorites of your own songs that people can listen to when they start exploring your catalog? I know I've dropped a couple, but I kind of want to know what your favorites are. Oh, okay, cool, thank you. Um, well, my new song, One Time, um, that that is out now. You can listen to it um, on Spotify. You can listen to it, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. There is a YouTube video um, out, uh, or a music video on YouTube out um, May 5th. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm so unbelievably excited about that song. I don't often get too excited about um, particular releases. I'm proud of all of them. But this one in particular, it's just like a really refreshing reminder that like, oh, I still got it. Awesome. So definitely check out one time. But otherwise, if, um, if anyone listening is so kind to check out my catalog, um, I recommend, um, I really love Admit It. It's a personal song for me, but it's, it's catchy. It's really fast. Um, the it's like 190 BPM. It's, it's pretty fast. Um, and then I'm a big fan of Down From Your High because that one's a really vulnerable song. And um, it gets really big at the end. A lot of my songs is just like belting, 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 um, which is awesome. I, I love belting. Um, but this song in particular, don't get me wrong, there's a huge belt at the end of the song, but there's, um, it, it gets really, it's really just about the lyrics and vulnerability um, just up until the end. Um, and I think, I think um, there's no like fancy tricks happening in that song um, just until the end. And I really like, 
I like the message it has. Um, so that's called Down From Your High. Um, I have a song called Jaded that I'm also a big fan of um, that came out not too long ago. And then otherwise, I would say um, uh, Low. Low is also a song that I'm quite fond of that I released in 2021. Some of the oldies are actually my favorites. It's weird to say oldies because like 2021 is not that far away, but I've released so much stuff since then. So those would be my 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 handful of recommendations. I think it's so funny, but so cool that you picked totally different songs than what I would have picked. I just think that's, oh, that's so, so fun. Yeah, because I def I would have picked um, Lemon Drop for sure. That's always stuck in my head. Sacred, um, Hurts Like Hell. And then I am obsessed with 20 something off of Yellow from- Oh my gosh, that's like 2019. Movie. Yeah, it's so good though. I love Thank it. Thank you. Oh, wow. Everyone go check out those ones too. <laughs> yes, you know, but I just think it's so cool. We were able to build like two totally separate lists. Anyways, okay. Um, Gina, let everyone know where they can find you. Make sure we got your last name spelled right. You're on Instagram, TikTok, right? Tell us all the places they can find you. So you can find me anywhere on social media. Um, Instagram and TikTok are the best. Um, I don't really, I have a Twitter account. I can't tell you that I use it often. Um, but um, my name is Gina, G-I-N-A, Royale, R-O-Y-A-L-E. And um, that is my username on all accounts. No spaces, no no anything, just Gina Royale. Um, and that's, that. I would say those are the best places to find me, TikTok and Instagram. But, you know, I am technically like on Facebook and Twitter. I think I at one point had a LinkedIn because I had to do it for a school project. I do not think that exists anymore. <laughs> And we can find your music on Spotify, right? Anywhere else? Yep, anywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, anywhere you listen to music, um, my stuff is uploaded. Excellent. Gina, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for giving us great music to rock out to. And I just can't encourage everyone enough to go and stream your stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Dreamer in the Details. We're so happy to have you with us. You can follow along with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you subscribe, you'll get all the new episodes sent directly to your feed. You can get in touch with me at Dylan in the Details on Instagram or DylanInTheDetails.com, which is my website. I'd love to hear your feedback and we hope to see you again next time.